You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're going to be talking about a dog for you and your family, adding a dog. Now, I, I understand that most listeners to this podcast probably have dogs, but we may get a few listeners who don't and are thinking about adding a dog to the family, or maybe you have a dog or two or three and you're thinking about adding another one. We want to talk about some of the things that you ought to take into consideration before adding a dog to your family and while you're choosing that dog. But first, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Paris, New York, and around the globe. Get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the Pet Set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. It's time to start scratching for donations for the Humane Society of Broward County's Walk for the Animals presented by VCA Animal Hospitals. The walk is Saturday, March 1st at Esplanade Park in downtown Fort Lauderdale. You'll need a registration form, so stop by any VCA Animal Hospital, IHOP, the Museum of Discovery and Science, or the Humane Society. This event is also brought to you by Big 105.9, Comcast, Purina One, PetLifeRadio.com, Tidy Cats, and The Herald. Call 954-266-6817 or log on to walk.com. 
The number four, theanimals.com for more details. See you there. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika. With me today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Hello. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about adding a dog to your family, whether it's your first dog, perhaps a dog uh, that you're going to add to the family after an older dog has passed away, or maybe you simply want to add another canine member to the family. But Kate said she wants to start off. She says she's got a great story for us. Well, a friend of mine called. She was in a rant and rave mood, and she had to tell me the story about her next-door neighbor. Now, she said when the guy went to pick out his big screen TV, she said you couldn't believe the amount of research he did. He measured his entertainment center. He checked out plasma versus, <laughs> is it LED, versus projection. He made I see multiple, where this is going. <laughs> multiple trips to the store. He checked out brands and warranties and features. Took him months. And then when his kids said they wanted a dog, they went down to the pound, and the first pair of brown eyes that he saw, he said, okay, fine. So she was ranting and raving because she was looking out the window at one of the children riding his motorized Jeep. Oh, He's yeah. Guy, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dragging said brown-eyed puppy, who turned out to be a mini dachshund. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the six-foot leash was a little dachshund. Now, she says this motorized vehicle probably wasn't going more than one mile an hour. But it's still too fast for the mini dachshund's yeah, little short it legs. Point five 0.5 miles per hour faster than the dachshund yeah. could do it. And so it was being dragged along with his little feet sort of flying like a kite. Uh. And all she could think of was the potential neck. Oh, and yeah. back damage, oh, gosh, not to mention yeah. psychological damage. Oh yeah, the relationship with the kid. I mean, when how how many times is that going to happen before the dog's going to start biting the kid? Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't have been my first breed of choice. Yeah, for this, but you know, it was cute. <laughs> so they brought him home. So <laughs> we're talking about say? a living being, part of their family that had you know a, a hundredth of the amount of consideration that he spent on his big screen TV. Yeah. Oh, so, that's sad. that's how to make a wrong decision. Yeah. Let's talk about a right one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go to him about a flat screen TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on and, and talk about some of the research this gentleman should have done. Yes. First of all, think about who's going to be living with this dog. Obviously, this gentleman didn't think at all about the fact that young kids probably need a more athletic dog than one with one inch long little legs. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it comes... I can't get that visual out of my head. <laughs> Poor little dog. But who's living with a dog comes into play in several different things. Is this a family with senior citizens who perhaps a large, rowdy <clears throat> puppy who's going to be a puppy for a long time might be the wrong choice? Or... Perhaps an adult dog would be a better choice than a puppy. Is everyone in the family gone all day? Would this dog be home alone all the time? Many breeds don't take well to that. 
It was the people with the Australian Shepherd that left it in the run for 12 hours a day? Or longer, and then yeah. we're concerned when the dogs went nuts every time they came home. Well, we give it half an hour when we get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? So there's a lot of things you need to think about as far as who's going to be living with the dog. And, of course, are these people all willing to add a dog to the family? If you want a dog and your significant other wants a cat, that could lead to a disaster. If- oh, or a Shiba Inu. You want a beach that way. <laughs> a little, little this, a little that. If somebody's grumpy about a dog being in the family, that person could either purposefully or even inadvertently send a lot of bad vibes towards the dog, and or the dog's going to know it. And even with one of my, one of my ex-husbands. <laughs> um, you said it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Outside dog or inside dog. I like my dogs inside to be the family. He sure. liked them outside. That's where they should be. Sure. And again there, you got to work that out as well. Allergies. Kids these days have allergies. Or maybe you don't know you have an allergy if you haven't had a dog in many years. Uh, You know, you got to consider that as well. And And then, of course, there's me with allergies, better living through antihistamines. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, take into account the people that are going to be living with the dog and talk to everyone who will be living with the dog to find out whether they're happy about the idea and their likes or dislikes. Oh, and then um, what type of time uh, can you devote to your dog? Um, If you are a person who, for example, I work with people who travel all the time. Luckily, this particular person um, does not have a dog as much as she would love to have one. But like she says, it's not fair to the dog because she travels so much, the dog would be living in a kennel or at a friend's home more than it would her own. So she's made a decision not to get a dog. And then there's just how many hours a day do you work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily with me, I have a full-time job during the day. But in the mornings, they're with me. In the evenings, I'm home with me. And then luckily with our training here, they're with me. I rotate through them. And you don't just have one dog. No. They can keep each other company, too. And then with a daughter who goes to school, she's home, you know, at 2.30. So they're not alone for maybe just a few hours a day. And you guys are pretty active. It's not only how much time, but do you drag yourself home just utterly exhausted, want to crash on the couch? Right. And you've got a bouncy dog who goes, hey, you're home, let's go for a walk. Yep. Or a run, or play ball, or throw the frisbee. (laughs) Let's just do something. (laughs) (laughs) So keep in mind how much activity you are available to spend with the dog, not just time. Um, Will you enjoy life with a dog? I'm thinking of a couple where the woman was a bit of a neat freak with the high-powered office job. And her biggest complaint was the amount of hair that she had to lint oh, off of her body. Oh, that was another ex-husband that had that. Yeah. <laughs> we realize ex is a very emphasized here. Sure, sure. Yeah, one little dog hair on the clothes. Oh, my God, I'm covered in dog hair. Yeah. There's my, one. My little joke about trying to change her wardrobe to color coordinate with her dog's hair. That I didn't totally go agree over. with it. Yeah, well, hey, well. we put down tile in the house, and then the area rug matched the Aussies. There you go. So does your couch, but Yes, <laughs> yes. Hey, we got rid of a white fabric couch and we got a dirt brown leather one it works great (laughs) (laughs) and um you may not have meat nicks in the house you may have those like myself that are creatively organized Um, (laughs) are you going to be able to monitor the dog or is it going to destroy your favorite shoes your first edition book your photo album of irreplaceable photos because you're leaving Mm -hmm. stuff around and you're not monitoring the puppy dog right and if you like to have your 
home and model condition, um, maybe a dog is not for you. Dogs track in dirt, they <laughs> track in leaves, and they carry in sticks, and they catch a mouse and leave the tail. You think cats are good hunters? Many dogs are even better. Sometimes it does work out. I'm thinking of a couple where she's quite the neat freak, and their color scheme is pretty much gold and cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they Margaret. got a golden? They have an English Oh, yes. 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 And we're talking drool and short hair shedding and big paws to leave. But they and love, they're retired. But they love her so much. Yep. Yes. 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 And they've taught her to stand at the door to have her feet wiped. Yes. yes. And there's hand towels handy everywhere, everywhere to wipe the drool. Right. So they have learned they've to coped. adjust. Yes. Yeah. Then there's also, uh, where do you live? Unfortunately, a lot of places today have restrictions on dog ownership or the size of dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in northern San Diego County here, where we are, there are quite a few uh, senior living communities uh, 55 or older. I can't believe I'm getting that close to that. Shh, Very scary. <laughs> uh, I'll never live in those. But <laughs> anyway, uh, dogs can be 30 pounds or less or 40 mm-hmm. pounds or less. Uh, many apartment complexes that allow pets have size restrictions. Mm-hmm. You may live in an area where the houses are side by side by side or a condo or a townhouse. Where you live can greatly affect dog ownership. Besides the fact that some communities nowadays have outlawed a great deal of different breeds. And it's really scary. Entire cities. Uh, Denver, Colorado. You cannot own any dog that looks like, is related to, or perhaps might be a pit bull terrier. Mm. Now, I've had several visits to Denver and think it's a wonderful city. But I could certainly never live there. Not that I have pit bulls, but I just don't agree with breed-specific legislation. Well, you and I have Aussies. We can't live in that one town you were telling me oh, that banned sure. Aussies. that banned Aussies. There's no way. Yeah. Yep, Kate has a Rottweiler. That can be a problem in mm-hmm. a lot of places. Exactly. So uh, you have to be aware of your living situation, the community community that you live in, and if there are any laws pertaining to the breed that you might be looking to get and mm. financial i'm sorry yes. financial because i was talking to someone who said he would love to have a dog they did allow small dogs in his complex but it was a 300 dollars deposit security deposit yeah he just didn't have that extra money extra money. yeah wow, that's a lot yeah. um but just to give you an idea the expenses of having having a dog um cost of a puppy from a breeder you're looking if you want to get a purebred dog you're looking anywhere from five hundred to two thousand. I think these days even probably more than two thousand. I know somebody was selling their Roddy pups for twenty five hundred. Wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I, know. I remember the days. And don't $150 that for purebred? Yeah, and not even only purebreds these days, but a lot of the designer dogs. Are designer dogs. Us. We've talked yes. about that in a previous yes. podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even then, if you go down to the pound and you pay, say, $60, there are a lot of other fees. You have things you have to think well, about. Well, even, sh- even the shelter can be uh, 150 165 175 because mm-hmm. they spay or neuter them mm-hmm. first. They microchip them first. Give them their vaccinations first. So those yeah. costs add up. Yeah. And then uh, costs for, uh, oh, like you just said, dog from a, from a shelter. Um, initial supplies uh, could be 100 to $200. You know, you got your bowls and your leashes and your collars and, and your, your food crate. And, crate and your toys. And, toys and, <laughs> and, toys and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. 
Um, then, of course, you got a vet exam. And you definitely want to bring your new dog to the vet, uh, I would say within at least the first few days if possible, to see how healthy they are. Do they need anything? Is there something that you overseen you don't, you can't see, you don't notice? Um, that could start $100 and go up from there. Um, and then second and third vaccination exam during each visit, 100 to $150. Spayed and neutering, depending on the size of the dog, 125 to 200 or Probably more. more. The lady that had a Maltese was quoted what six hundred dollars. Oh, which I just, where did you go, Beverly Hills? <laughs> I, I I'm wow. assuming wow. the vet thought he needed to use a surgical microscope to find that poor little dog's ovaries. I was <laughs> shocked. Wow. So we yes. referred her to another vet, and actually oh, had a okay. very reasonable, very reasonable, and she was price. very happy. Yes. Wow. Uh, and then microchipping, which I swear Firm, by, firmly I, agree. Yeah. Well, you've had so many lost dogs show up at your door. Yeah, I know. It, it helped me identify the dogs. Not that mine are getting loose. Dog-friendly woman lives here. Come here for treats. <laughs> they must, I tell you. Well, I do but, think Kayla walks down the street going, here, puppy, 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 yeah. puppy. <laughs> well, the microchipping. If you get a dog, spend the money to get it microchipped. Um Heartworm preventative. Gosh, that'd be awful to have. In so many areas of the country now, heartworm has spread from the southeast all over the country. Yep, that there can cost a hundred to two hundred dollars. Um, local fees or licensing. If your dog is spayed and neutered, it might be twenty to thirty dollars. Yep. If your dog isn't spayed or neutered, it's going to be significantly more. Then you think <laughs> of um, grooming supplies and flea and tick prevention. Oh, that if that gets out of hand, that's that's even I think triple the money you think you spent initially if you don't have it under control. Um, and then of course we always suggest training classes, obedience classes. Granted, we're a little biased. Yeah, I know, just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> so that can range on what from seventy-five to we've seen what two, three, four hundred dollars because uh, it depends six. on what you're looking for. Yeah. Or it's in kennel training; that's a lot more. Yeah. So take all that in consideration. Also, when you get a dog, the expenses that it's going the to the price of the take. dog and his food is just a very small part of the, especially mm-hmm. the first year. Yep. Of course, it pays dividends in return, but... Oh, so, yes. which also means if you go to the uh, shelter and you see that one cute little puppy and it has a brother or sister, you have to adopt two. <laughs> there goes your fees double. And then double and, the headache. And, and, <laughs> and, and we have to admit, we do not advocate adopting or buying litter mates. No. That's a totally different podcast in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but since we do see it happen... Have to mention that. Yes. <laughs> and while we're looking forward to the the dog growing up past the puppy age, um, how about your own life? Where are you planning to go? Are you living in a condo now? Plan to get a home? Um, are you getting ready to retire and downsizing? Is your significant other or yourself in the military and maybe shipped overseas? Yep. Un- unfortunately, here in northern San Diego County near Camp Pendleton, we see an awful lot of dogs given up by their owners. Mm-hmm. Um because the the owner or owners have been shipped overseas. Mm-hmm. So take all these things into consideration. Uh, we're going to take a break again for our sponsors. And when we come back, let's talk about dogs. Shapes, sizes, temperaments, activity Woo-hoo. levels. We'll talk about dogs. And perhaps that can help you think about what dog would fit your household better. So hold on. I'll take a listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. 
It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And we're talking about our favorite subject today, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> we, In the first half of this podcast, we talked about some things that you need to think about, about yourself, your family, your home, your future, before you add a dog to your family. Now let's talk about dogs. Dogs are one of the few species of animals on Earth that come in such a variety of shapes, sizes, coats, activity levels, temperaments. Um, there's many breeds of cats. There's many breeds of horses. There's many different types of dolphins. Uh, but there's nothing that comes in the variety that dogs do. And to me, that's one of the things that makes them so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's quite a few breeds that I would prefer not to share my home with, just <laughs> simply because of some of their characteristics. Um, but there's also a lot of dogs that I'd love to share my home with. Granted, right now, my husband and I have Australian Shepherds, and we've had them for 20 years or more. Uh, but we're looking to add a new puppy to our family, and right now we are doing some research into breeds. Perhaps a breed that's similar to Aussies, but maybe a little different. But we're doing some research. Kate has two totally different breeds, <laughs> Cockapoo and Rottweiler. I mean, that's, you know, 180 degrees out. <laughs> and then Petra shares her home with uh, three different breeds. 
Yeah. All with some very different characteristics and temperaments. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the differences and similarities that dogs have. Well, I think right now, um, I, I know if you watch Animal Planet, I always love watching the dog shows because they all talk about it. I think that's where a lot of good information, if you're starting and you want to start the research, you know, check it out there. Of course, don't expect to buy that perfect dog like you see in the dog shows, but <laughs> gives you an idea what they look at like when they're full grown, you know. Um, some of the most popular ones are the uh, from the AKC are the uh, the labs, you know, the Labrador Retriever, the Golden Retriever, um, Yorkies, which gosh we see a lot. We see more lots of, them, of Yorkies, German Shepherds, all well, of course. They've been popular for yep. many years. Uh, Beagle, the Dachshund, Boxer, which we've seen more and more boxers mm-hmm. ourselves lately. Mm-hmm. Poodles, of course. Shih Tzus and then the miniature schnauzers. And we've always seen lots of miniature schnauzers. Mm -hmm. I think we saw an influx of beagles right after that movie came out, Underdog. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another movie a couple years ago that had a beagle in it, too. Good boy. Yeah, or something like that. And we saw quite a few beagles. Um, Then Dalmatians after 101. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, Thank goodness, not many St. Bernards after Beethoven. Beethoven. Yes, <laughs> and we didn't see a huge influx of Alaskan Malmutes after that one. Uh, the down sh- bo- uh, eight below, eight below, eight below. Yeah, or eighty below, or, 80. or whatever. The one about below. the dogs in Antarctica. We did not see a huge influx of Alaskan Malmutes yeah. after that. Yeah. Which both of those St. Bernards and Alaskan yeah. Malmutes, they need a special home and someone who knows yes. that breed. So I'm glad we didn't see a huge influx there. But something else we ought to talk about are mixed breeds. Yeah. Um, then, by the way, this whole new thing about designer dogs often makes me chuckle because all breeds were designed at one time or another yes. for a purpose. Yes. Yes. So when someone comes to me and says, I want a dog, what should I get? I want to ask them, what is your purpose in getting a dog? Do you want a companion? Do you want a sporting dog? Do you, do you want a hunting companion? Um, and then look at the breeds that were bred to do that. And then you can start winnowing that out by the kind of coat and the amount of exercise as well. I think one of the reasons Goldens and Labs are so popular is, as a breed, they were to work with people and do stuff for them. So originally that was hunting, but we can modify that to service dogs or bringing in the paper for you in the morning, but still that basic concept of working for you. Mm -hmm. I think also both of those breeds have a tendency to be greatly affectionate. Musical, yeah. And not overly protective. They will bark when somebody comes to the door, but they're not going to bite grandma Mm -hmm. unless there's a a temperament problem or they have not been socialized. But for the most part, they're not going to bite grandma. We're talking in generalities. Generalities, yes. So um, they're people-oriented breeds, Mm -hmm. and I think that's... The extreme the, example is the poodle. Sure. One of the most people-oriented breeds I know. Mm-hmm. And then there are those that like, I want a dog, I want to go for a walk. Maybe they want more exercise for themselves, but they don't really want a lap dog. So maybe one of the northern breeds, uh, the Malby, the Pomeranian, although she's a love, but that's yeah. yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the more well, little standoffish breeds mm-hmm. might be what they want. Sure. Well... There's a lot of different ways to characterize or categorize um, uh, dogs and dog breeds, but, but let's talk about some that are more excited and more extroverted, perhaps. 
Um, they may or may not be protective, uh, maybe perhaps bark when somebody comes to the door, but not do protection work. Um, more like a, um, uh, an alarming, alarm dog. Alarm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Chihuahuas, see. obviously. Yeah. And I see a lot of terriers on that list. That just sort of describes terriers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we've seen, engaged. we've seen lots and lots of Chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. And of course, after some of the celebrities started carrying them around as accessories, <laughs> we saw yeah. even more of those. Um, dachshunds are yeah, very much, know. uh, excited, extroverted, will bark when somebody comes to the house. Heaven forbid the plumber walk in without knocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hey, you got to bark so people look down there and say hi to you. Yes, yes, <laughs> especially when you're so short. Um, and yes, like Kate said, lots of terriers. The Fox Terrier, the Parson Russell Terrier, and Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, Scottish Terrier, Silky Terrier, West Highland White Terrier, Yorkshire Terrier. Um, <laughs> Patris... Pomeranian Keeley. Yes, palms are on that list. And my mom has a Shih Tzu, and yes, he's definitely excited, extroverted, <laughs> and sometimes barks more than he should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got the uh, the breeds that perhaps are not as excited and extroverted, but are still fairly active. Cocker Spaniels and Cockapoos, of course. <laughs> Both fit into that yes, category. Walter likes to explore, <laughs> yes. Um, smooth and wire hair fox terriers. Men pins. Oh, men pins could probably fit on the first list, too, though, although they're probably not as extroverted. Uh, they can be more one family dogs, but they are active. Uh, we have the um, Shetland sheep dog. Sure. Shih Tzu again, there you go. And the Silky Terrier. Um, and then, like, dogs, I think you and I, Liz, like the herding breeds. I love the herding breeds. I, I just can work with them better. <laughs> oh, I have the German Shepherd and the, the Aussie. But um, those dogs, though, you still have to give them a job. Mm-hmm. So if you're a type of family that likes to give them a job, we're just getting the paper. Our dogs do obedience. They do herding. and They do pulling a cart. I mean, our dogs are always so busy. But um, if you like a dog that you can do things with, um, an Aussie, a Border Collie, a uh, Doberman Pinscher, um, English Spinner Spaniel. Had a few nice ones come through class. German Shepherd, um, Goldens, Poodles of all sizes. And Poodles are so undervalued or yes. under underutilized. People forget that Poodles were working dogs mm-hmm. and they were very versatile working dogs. I hate to see a spoiled, rotten poodle that doesn't have anything to do because overall he's an unhappy dog. Yeah. Poodles are bright, intelligent. I wouldn't want to keep up with the coat. <laughs> but, but choice they make. Yeah, that's a choice. Yes. Look at our friend who has her poodle who does herding the sheep and goats and it's and pull a wagon. Incredible. And does chicken. service yeah. dog work and yeah. does therapy dog work. And he is And he's the so happiest happy. poodle on the face of the planet. Yes, yes. And then, of course, the Rotties and the uh, Shetland Sheepdog. And yep. the Rotties, everyone look at a Rottie as they probably look at the German Shepherds. It's a working dog. It's a guard dog. It's, you know, that type of thing. But, uh, well, Teddy finally grew up and now herding geese. <laughs> it took him five years. He figured it out. But uh, Kate, you're Roddy, and then uh, Katie, our friend's Roddy. Incredible when they come to herding the sheep and goats. 
Incredible. The joy of her life is to get to herd mm-hmm. and, and stare at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and watch them. Yes, yes. yes. Make sure a... they stay safe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can only be safe when yeah. she's watching them. <laughs> and I guess if you're looking for a calm, more laid-back breed, um, some suggestions, um, even though people probably are surprised when you say Great Dane. <laughs> like, that's a big dog. Does he eat a lot of exercise? I think every owner I know of a Great Dane is a couch potato. A granted, greyhound. Granted, oh, and a greyhound. Granted, you got to give them their own couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, But greyhounds and, uh, and great dames. Yeah. Um, Akitas and Alaskan Malmutes. Uh, they can be high energy when they want to. But for the most part, they prefer to just lay around and watch. And Akitas are very uh, protective but they're not an active breed like perhaps the German Shepherd who's patrolling the backyard. The Akita's laying under the tree back there watching everything, but he's not patrolling. The Alaskan Malamute, um, they're, they were originally a sled dog, but when they're not hooked up to the sled, let them have the sofa. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Basset hounds. <laughs> <laughs> sofa is their life. <laughs> Bloodhounds are probably the world's best search and rescue or tracking dog. But again, when they're not working. They know how to kick back. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the Newfies and Newfoundlands and uh, St. Bernard's. It's surprising. They're just nice to lay on because they're just a couch themselves. It's often surprising with the giant breeds. I had a Mastiff when I was living in a trailer. Yeah. And yeah, and go outside, go for a walk, come back in, plop. Yes, that was enough. Thank you. And That's what, just be right here. You know, when we mentioned earlier how some places they have, you know, 40 pounds or under to live in. Those yeah, are the those more are active ones. dogs. Yeah, bark, bark, when, you know, bounce spin and shout, bounce. And it's like, no, why don't you say 100 pounds and over? You know, right. or Nothing less than 100 <laughs> yeah. pounds. You want a couch potato who's mellow and just rather lay on there? Yeah. That's what you need to do. Not these little tiny, you know, spin and shout. And my master, you're right. My master would lay there going, yeah, if it's really important, wake me up. Up where the little dog would be going, what was that? What was that? What was that? Did yeah. you hear that? Would you hear? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if it comes in here, I'll deal with it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And another uh, temperament category that we need to talk about are shadows. Uh, Felt we've, dogs. We've all had a standing joke <laughs> yeah, that we've them. shared with our classes on more than one occasion, and probably didn't need to, but we do. <laughs> But they all can relate if they have a shadow dog. I have not gone to the bathroom alone in more than 25 years. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Because Australian shepherds are shadows. Mm -hmm. They, well, we have two of them at our feet right now while we're talking. Uh, Aussies think that they should be attached to you. And if they're not attached by a visible uh, leash or umbilical cord, it's an invisible one. And they're very, very unhappy when exiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's quite a few other breeds like that. The Bichon, the Border Collies, Cocker Spaniels, Doberman. Oh, German Shepherd. Yes. <laughs> I'll have the two Aussies and the German Shepherd bring me a ball going, here, Mom. Excuse you're, me. I'm, Mom, you're sitting. Yeah, you're sitting. <laughs> I'm surprised the palm's not on there because she's sitting like right between my feet watching everybody going, I got Mom first. Well, <laughs> she grew up with Aussies and German Shepherds. She thinks she's a German Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Of course, Golden Retrievers, mm-hmm. the Maltese. Poodles. Of your, all sizes, yep. yep. And your Shetland Sheepdog again. There's your a few of your shadow dogs. Okay, now some other things to think about when uh, 
choosing a dog, do you want a puppy or an adult? Personally, I love raising puppies. Um, puppies can be a lot of work. They take a lot of time that you have to think about an awful lot. Puppy proof your house, your garage, your backyard. But I love watching a puppy grow up yeah. and, and and raise them the way that I want them to be. For the most part, you only have so much control over the end result, but for the most part. So I like raising puppies, but a puppy's not right for everyone. They are a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So sometimes a dog would work out uh, full grown, not not even necessarily full grown. I mean, as far as maturity wise, some people want something that's maybe what, 10, 11, 12 months old, possibly five-year-old. We have a lady in class that has that elk count cross. He's five. She's adopted him, I think, within the last few months. One of the downfalls of that, of course, is that you're often getting someone else's problems. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with a lot of issues with that Elkhound Cross. Um, mm-hmm. For five years of his life, somebody had, who knows what had happened to that poor dog. So she's dealing with those issues. Um, obviously, if you get a dog that's a little bit younger than that, maybe you know, in the first year of life, then they might not have suffered too much. Although Gina did. Gina did. Gina had a rough Yeah, life. she was a little under a year when I got her, and she was about half what she should have weighed mm-hmm. with a pack of ha- happy, fat puppies. But she herself was a mess, both yeah. emotionally and physically. Yeah. Um, but I, I have adopted uh, young adults, and one of the joys of that is actually already knowing pretty much what size they're going to be and what coat they're going to have and what their temperament is Mm -hmm. unless you get an uh unless you get a purebred where you have if you get a mix one of the things about getting an older dog is you have a better idea about their size and temperament yeah they may have some baggage um but working with that is for training is comparable to setting up and working with a puppy sure and a lot of older dogs are there not for behavioral issues uh their owner may have died Oh, into yes. a nursing oh, yes. home. Sure. Yeah. Shipped out. Uh, Military. Uh, divorce. There's as many different... Oh, one of our students got a lovely dog, and the reason the people turned it into the pound was they retired and they were going to travel. Oh, how sad. Uh-huh. Get an RV uh-huh. and travel with the dog. So, <laughs> you know, she actually got a lovely dog with a nice temperament um, and just a little brush-up training needed. Already house-trained. Oh, that wow. poor dog. Yeah. But he was even happier to get a new home. Sure, yeah. He's probably appreciated more in this one. Another aspect you might want to think about is male or female. Personally, I've had both. I've loved both. But there is a reason why, and I hope I can say this in public, there's a reason why they call bitches bitches. (laughs) And female dogs... say that like it's a bad thing. (laughs) And female dogs are the origins of that. And uh, they can be a challenge, especially to a woman owner. Mm-hmm. A female dog to a male owner, of course, is going to be all sweetness and light and oh, bambi yeah. eyes and, and coy and flirtatious. Yeah. Play the gender uh, card. Yes. Uh, I like my male dogs. I think uh, the male dogs are very loyal, friendly, affectionate. But that's totally a personal decision. I mean, that's one you need to think about. Think about the characteristics of each, uh, but decide which gender would work better for you before you get a dog. Well, that's our time for today. 
Next week, what we'll do is talk about some of the different places where you can find a dog and how to find a good dog, how to talk to a breeder, uh, how to check out the dog at a shelter, which is a very artificial place, and the dog may be very, very stressed. What questions to ask of a rescue breed organization. Exactly, exactly. How to find a rescue group. So, And we'll have more stories to share. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we always have stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for today, we'll call it quits. That's it. But tune in next week, and we'll continue along the same line of thought and perhaps give you some more things to think about or talk to your family about. So that's it for this show. See you next week. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.